You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. This is Stuck. Not just any Stuck. Season 3 Stuck. And as you know by now, I'm Rochelle Pereira from Equilibrium, the book. And I'm Damian Bazadonna from Situation, the gut. This season, we've partnered with our friends at Synopsys, the leading news source for anyone in the media and entertainment business. And this is an ideal partnership for us because they're asking millennials and Gen Zers about unique situations in the workplace that have them stuck. And we know that this is a group that has many burning questions, so we're super excited to tackle these issues head on. You guys know the rules by now. Our producers, Katie, Peter, and Stephanie, will read your questions to us here in the studio, and we only have five minutes to think about it before weighing in. Per usual, our responses are not edited or researched. They're instinctual and based on our experiences alone. So let's get started. We got a question from Jamie through our website, who is both a millennial and a manager. And I'm realizing right now that I don't actually know if Jamie is a man or a woman, but uh, for the purposes of the question, I'm going to go with her. Jamie, I hope that's okay. Uh, So she's been at her current job for over eight years, and she's feeling a little bit like a doormat. Uh, She feels like she does too many tasks that just aren't part of her job description. She loves being a solid team player, but she's feeling taken advantage of because she's shown that she's capable, she's experienced, and she's reliable. But as a result, she's feeling overworked, overwhelmed, and just stressed out. Um, She mentioned that uh, when she is able to unplug and focus on just her work, she notices that she's more creative and the quality of her work is just better. Uh, So she's stuck and she's looking for advice on ways to say, no, that's not my job, without coming across like an asshole. Do you think she's addressed it at all yet? Uh, given what we learned in the question, I have a sense that that's hard for her. That she's probably, she wants to say yes when people come to her because she wants to be the superhero. Yeah. Okay. This is kind of her version of addressing it. Yeah, I think so. A version. Okay. I think it's really great that this has come through the website. So want to shout out to Jamie for that. Thank you. Um, but do we have a, a sense of what her industry is or if she was 
brought in as a manager or if she was promoted within that role? She didn't say. All we know is that she's been there for eight years. So she may have been promoted to a manager, you know, halfway through. Uh, but this is where she is right now. She's she's probably got management experience, but she's been doing a great job for eight years and just keeps getting asked to do everything. And it's safe to assume that this is entertainment media, considering this was triggered by a forensic synopsis. I think that's a safe assumption. Yeah. All right. I think this is enough to work with. Let's do it. Cool. Cool. Season three of Stuck is brought to you in partnership with Synopsis, the leading news source for all things media and entertainment. So, Damien, give me the lowdown. What are your top five reasons for subscribing to the newsletter? Okay, Rochelle loves a great list, so here you go. Number five, they have an amazing job board. If you work in the media business, this is the ultimate job board for you. Number four, they deliver it early in the morning to my inbox. I think it comes in at like four in the morning, this like chock full of information that allows me to start my day understanding the media business before I walk into my first meeting. That's awesome. Number three, it's no frills. It is primarily copy, which is fantastic. I take the train in the morning. I want something that loads quick, that I can read quick, that gives me the information I need. Number two, it has an executive move section. How cool is that? It essentially allows you to know who got canned and who got hired. And number one, and I know you're waiting for it. Oh, I'm and waiting. here it comes. Synopsis starts with a C. <laughs> Mind blown. Okay, I'm sold. I'm going to go to the website, and that is C-Y-N-O-P-S-I-S.com to subscribe to the newsletter. And we thank them very much for their support. I'll start with what I think is good news. Okay. Is that I think this person probably works for an organization that probably does some, that's probably a good organization. What makes you say that? Because she's been there eight years. Okay. I'm going to start with the positive. I, but my knee-jerk reaction didn't start there. But So this is me being optimistic, Damien. Oh, that's so nice. I'm going to assume that she's been somewhere for eight years. There are some redeeming values and benefits of that organization and or her manager that uh, she's there for a reason. So I'm going to assume that there's some like there's a good part to the job um, or the organization. So that's that's me being positive because my knee jerk reaction wasn't that, but I'm being positive right now. It's something I, I'm trying to work on. <laughs> what was your take? I think. Uh, well, it's such a f- funny thing that you just assume that it's a good place because she's been there for eight years. I mean, I don't want to go off like on a tangent here, but she could also be like have to have that job. There might not be other opportunities. They're, you know, she could be, you know, uh, scared of change. She could have been bullied in this job for eight years. We don't even know that. Yeah, but uh, I don't think so. All right. Well, keep going. What what do you think she should do? Well, I think to me, it's like, first, you have to, you have to, what, does she have a job description? It started at the the most basic points. So it's like, if any, and I've seen this a lot, generally someone who's good at their job, all of a sudden becomes a magnet for more work. Right, so you're really good at that. Then why don't you try and do this? And you keep putting stuff on top of the person until they tumble, right? So that's a common workplace thing. That's a common thing that just organizations do because for the organization, it's a, a in their eyes efficient, right? So she might be doing three jobs, which saves the company money. So that's the root of where it starts from. If I'm in her shoes, I think the first thing is is to write your job description. Um, and if if she doesn't have one, my assumption is she probably doesn't have one, um, which is 
again, not crazy because she's been there for eight years. I have no idea how big this organization, small this organization is, like how structured it is. But my point, my assumption is write a job description, put what's in the job description and what she's doing right now that she thinks should be out of that job description. Talk about the value to her manager or whoever she reports into, have like open up that conversation and explain how the values of when she's focusing on what she should be doing is benefiting the organization. Um, like show that value exchange. Like that's, to me, an easy place to start. Now, there's a whole bunch of things. Maybe she doesn't have a good relationship with her manager. There's some other re- underlying thing that's happening here that we just don't know. Um, but I, I think it's it's starting, that to me is where you start. And then the reality then goes into follow through. And that's where everything falls apart, generally. But, you know, you have a sit down, you kind of go, here's what should be my job, here's what's not. And then you have an ongoing recurring um, follow through of, is this staying on track like we talked about it? And that's the hard part. Because yeah. and, and that you have to be patient. You have to be, I'd say, humble. You can't kind of be, you got to be thoughtful and be a problem solver and say over time, if this is what I want in my job and this one out of my job and your manager agrees, there's going to be a runway to kind of untangle all of that stuff over time and pass those responsibilities to others. And that is a long, grueling process in which you need to drive and probably eat some of your ego along the way. Mm-hmm. That's my two cents. Yeah. I, you know, the fact that she used the word doormat makes me think... Like, I link that word to feeling disrespected. And that could also be maybe my cynicism, you know, versus positivity coming through. But I hope that she has a good relationship with her manager because I do think it starts there in terms of clear expectations for the role and also a clear idea as to what value that she brings to that role. So what are her key strengths that the organization really benefit from when she's able to focus and deliver the goods. And so what is that? Because if they're using her like a jack of all trades, um, they're, they're probably not getting the, like the most benefit from her. So I think sitting down with the manager to say, where is my real value in the organization? And what am I here to deliver? And mm-hmm. be very specific. So it's almost to your point around the job description of how can you be more narrow around what are those responsibilities. And then I think it then I think that there's a lot of self-discipline that that probably Jamie needs to start practicing. Things like what are her monthly, weekly, daily priorities and how that fits within her schedule. So whether that's actually blocking it out in her calendar or that is having a list so that she knows how she's planning on spending her time or what the deliverables need to be. And then from that, it's much easier to make decisions because it's less emotional. It's it's like um, a colleague of ours uh, named Ellen Joven. She's a time management um, writing guru. Anyway, she's she's really great. And she her philosophy around time management is very simple. She's like, it's an equation. You put in and you get out. So she's like, if you have a list of priorities, if somebody has something addition, it, you know, in addition to what's on the list, well, what's going to come off the list. So she's like, those conversations aren't emotional. It's just an equation. It's like, mm-hmm. well, this is what we've got. So what needs to go? Um, and I kind of love that idea of like, how do you build the muscle around having those conversations? Because the only person that's going to do that is her. Yeah. Like, it's unlikely that her boss Yeah, I think the, the, that. the issue though, and the an idea of priorities, that, that formula though is a, is a it's not, it, I understand how in, for yourself, you could treat it as a formula, but I think for others, my priorities are going to be different than your priorities on any given day. And I don't necessarily think that it just swaps out easily. Like for someone who runs a business, I'm kind of like, there's stuff compounding in and we just need to deal with it on like now. 
And so we're shoving a, a six-pound sausage in a four-pound bag, right? Because you kind of need to. And so I think depending on where, I feel like it, part of me thinks that she, she ha- this has to start with a relationship. She needs a team to do this for her, with her. I guess what I'm driving at. So she needs to have a good manager who has her full support and back. Because if she doesn't, if, I guess what I was driving at in the very, very beginning of this conversation is if, she, if this is not a good organization and or she does not have a good manager, well, then this is an entirely different conversation. Leave. You've been there eight years. You feel like a doormat. You might just be call, emailing into us because you're ready to leave the job. And this is a way to kind of vent it. But it, I'm going through this with the assumption of she has a good boss. Because, good, you know, good bosses are not necessarily good managers, Right. So it's like there's something to be said of she likes where she is. I think she needs to engage other people for this to be successful, because if she's a doormat, that means things are funneling into her. And it is the hardest thing in the world to tell someone I'm not going to do that because that's not my job. That is an extremely difficult. It's 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 like the opposite of people's knee jerk reaction of really good employees, of how people operate. And so it puts the burden solely on like your like your human kindness to be able to say no, I, I just I don't know. I think she needs a, a, a. I don't think you're not saying she needs a team, but I definitely think that this is in tandem with other people. I think I put more onus actually on her to build this muscle of setting boundaries and being clear about what she can and cannot do. So. Brene, one of the things I, I like that Brene Brown has talked about over the years is about boundaries. And she says, if you don't create a boundary and if you don't communicate that boundary, how does anybody ever know that they're crossing it? Like you don't even know where it exists. So if I'm staying until nine o'clock at night, five days a week, busting my hump and working weekends, but I've never communicated this to anybody that this is a boundary that's being crossed, how on earth is anybody else even doing any harm to me? Like they don't even know that they're doing this. You know, so like I think she needs to create a sense of what she thinks she's capable of. Like you started at the very beginning with this idea of a job description that she writes the job description. And I love that because it puts the onus on her to say what where does she think her value lies? And then how does she communicate that to other people? I agree with you. I would but, say, I, but but I but I would say that without a, I'm not I'm not I'm always a big believer of like you got to control your own destiny and do a part of that. But without a good manager, if her manager is not engaged or someone has her back, it's a, a to me it, she should just it this you're not going to work through this. It's just impossible. But the key to managing up is understanding what does your manager care about. Mm-hmm. So if your manager cares about you know the hottest new shiny thing. Yeah. then you have to communicate to them with that same enthusiasm about the shiny thing to say, oh, yeah, 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 this new project or this new such and such or this new artist or whatever it is yeah. has come in. Absolutely, we need to prioritize those. But quick, before I do that, tell me what needs to go on the back burner. Like, but yeah. I'm going to do for you what you need versus you saying, no, 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 the shiny thing's not important. Yeah. No, you got to go to where your boss wants to go, but don't leave without what you need to be fulfilled. I, I totally agree. Yeah, that's a good that's a good qualifier. Cool. All right. So what are we what are we ultimately saying to her? I think she needs to have a conversation. First, write the job description. Like one point is job description could literally be two columns. What do I do and what should I not do based on what I'm currently doing? Right? Like this is she totally. said I got too much, I'm a doormat. Well mm-hmm. define what doormat means to you. Start <laughs> with that, that first. Define VP doormat. of doormat. Um and then I think you have to have a conversation with your manager. I like with your boss. And and if that if that Without that, I don't know how, I don't know any other next steps personally. As you, the part that I would just put in there, as I would agree, it's the job description, it's the discussion, and it's building the muscle around setting priorities and boundaries and communicating that clearly. And that's not easy for everybody. 
Oh, that's extremely difficult. Yeah. I agree. All right. Cool. Good luck, good Jamie. Luck. We hope you liked this episode. And if you did, please rate it on Apple Podcasts or leave us a comment or share it with somebody you think is stuck. This helps us reach listeners who could benefit from these conversations. And if you'd like your own question answered, go to our website, stuckpod.com, and submit a question. Season three of Stuck is created by Equilibrium and Situation in partnership with our friends at Synopsis. It is produced by the wonderful Katie Byrne, Peter Ujicic, and Stephanie Connors. Big shout out to Miratone Studios for putting up with us again. Our theme music is Rockstar by Owen Mulcahy. We'll see you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.